Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, baby, baby, episode 144. It is a big boy. An obese son of a bitch. One of those big ones that you need to knock down the side of a house and lift him up by a crane. That's how big it is. It's huge. What a big show today. Woo! Detective Cody's going to be back today. Crofty's Love Files Teammate Battles Update and a debut segment of One Track Mac. Oh, my. It is a special one today. And speaking of special, we now need to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's in Spain already, but naked on the pebbled beaches, picking up some strange all throughout Barcelona. That man. Is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, I put your hands together because it is your main squeeze, Goldie, aka the Cultopotamus. There ain't no stopping us. Girls on top of us always want to thrust. Yes. It's called Apotomus, and I am butt naked next to the infinity pool, brown enough. Getting nice and leathery here at the Pimp International Racing Circuit. Woo! I took the private chopper in from the Palais in the south of France. And my God, it is a gorgeous day out. Suns out, buns out, Valtteri Bottas styles. Getting toasty. And you don't want to snack on some untoasted buns? No, 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 no. But when you're exploring that snack, you find my Fermi. You're looking around, you're looking for that Fermi, you find it. Well, then just park it on up in there. I don't want to remind you again, as it is the Park It In My Fermi show, the number one company F1 podcast in the entire world, according to my mum. And she's never, ever, ever wrong. You calling her a liar? You son of a bitch. You calling her? I'll fight you. I'll fight you to the death in a steel cage with a bunch of bears. We've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, and more. Woo! Episode 144, charging at you like my nana around George Russell. Probably because he's a sweet white boy and she could be a little bit racist. She's also very much dead. So, um, yeah. Don't be a gloomy gus if you've missed out on the previous 143. They're there on the number one website on the whole World Wide Web that doesn't contain the boobies yet. But what really gets me going? Oh, like gives me a full-blown throbbing hood. That's when you look at the podcast listening device of yours right now and you make 
sweet, sweet love to that subscribe and follow button. Mm -hmm, like it was a long lost lover. That way you get to hear this. My sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week and there ain't a damn thing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Gordopotamus in the slop. Ooh, getting all kinds of nasty three times a week. So enough dicking around, time to fire up. Change it to something a little more comfortable. Pour yourself a nice little double Midori on ice or grab one from 89-year-old Doris. She's handing them around here at the Pinfield and us now racing circuit. She's looking a little sluttish today and I'm kind of digging it. Klaus, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, so sluttish, the whore. You shut the fuck up. Right, that's your wife you're talking about. So I ask you, millions here in attendance, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm looking forward, man. We're looking. I'm looking a lot of power. Yeah, we're looking into it. We're pushing. Oh, What's going on? It's all looking good. Power unit, it's all looking good. You see the power loss? It's I'm good. losing power, man. I'm losing power. How can you say it's good? You've lost the toe. You've dropped back and lost the toe. Man, I'm Sorry. losing power. Look at my straight line. I'm losing three seconds per straight. The engine is gone, man. I'm losing four seconds per straight. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In the Formula One paddock, one man goes above and beyond to find out what really went down. Who was at fault? And will Haas ever be good? Yeah. That man is going in deep. These are his stories. Oh, baby, Detective Cooley is back. Probably need to re-record that intro. It is very, very dated on an old microphone, and I sound like shit, and Haas are actually good. But it is... Detective Goldie here. Ooh, just sitting down at my desk. The wife left me last night because I focused too much on the job, man. The drinking has taken its toll and I need a drink in order to forget the troubles that I've seen. And then a case was opened on my desk, ready to be looked at, ready to be thoroughly deconstructed. We had a moment at the Miami GP and there is only one man to peel back, Leia by layer to see what is going on there because it's a bit of a doozy <laughs> so essentially this is what happened george russell mr saturday night was doing his thing after a poor qualifying starting in p12 he was able to stick on the hard ties and do a very long stint and get himself up there into p5 to keep the streak alive five races top five finishes the only driver to do so this year. But on the other side of the garage, it was a different story indeed. Lewis was set up perfectly for qualifying, getting that Mercedes up to P6. But then on race day, it was disaster. Another story. Only being able to hold on to P6 for the race, losing to his teammate in the process. Oh my God. Give you a triple dun-duns. Lawlessly executed Klaus Welder. The safety car really hindered his race. And that's not where we are here to investigate. We need to look at the call to the pit versus not to pit. That's what we're really, really investigating because Russell stayed on those hard tyres. He waited for a safety car and he won the battle. Hamilton chose to gamble on his hards and he stayed out there. See, what we heard during the race on the coverage was the race engineer going on the radio and asking Hamilton what he wants to do. Hamilton yells, You tell me, man. You tell me, man. I don't want to lose the place to George. I mean, I, I mean I'm pretty sure I nailed that. But let's add into evidence if you would judge. And, and the call we all heard during the race. Yeah, I realize I'm a lawyer now. So, Judge, let's add into evidence the call we all heard during the race from the Sky Sports coverage. Klaus, roll it. And we have one more chance to pit if you think you want to do it. So, Perez. You tell me, man. Don't leave it to me. Do you think I can... Do you think I can... I mean, I don't want to lose a position. Okay, recommend staying out. So, staying out, staying out. I will lose... 
Hamilton sounds a bit fucking bratty there, doesn't he? But he has a point. Hamilton is the driver of the car. He can't see what the other cars are doing on the track, where they are, the sector times that they're doing, the tyres that they are on, how old those tyres are and any weather changes coming in. Hamilton can't see any of this. And you want him to make the call? It's not looking good. Hamilton can only tell you how the tyres currently feel on his car. How his car is handling compared to earlier laps. The feedback he can provide is only that of the car itself. Interesting. Right now, I'm leaning towards Hamilton. I'm going to arrest this whole Mercedes team for their very poor, poor performance on the weekend. Wow, we the team look stupid here. A real bunch of fuck knuckles. What's that, Officer Klaus? You have some more evidence. Now Klaus is an officer, yes, I realise it. And you got to keep up with the story. Oh, and it's the full radio message between Hamilton and the team. Well, let's take a listen from when the crash happened to what we had before. And we can get a big picture of it all, see if that actually changes anything. Klaus, roll it. George 33-4, Valtteri 33-7. So have incident exit turn. So VSC, VSC. So keep delta positive. So, so, so keep on that delta. We'll go strap mode one. Incident exit turn nine. So staying out, staying out. Instant exit turn eight between turn eight and turn nine. So stay tight on the delta. And keep tight on the delta. Okay, so let's. Make sure you stay on top of the PU calling. So there's debris all over exit to turn eight. So just to pick your way through. So car is stopped on the left-hand side, but debris everywhere. Tires at risk today. So safety car, safety car. So just let us know what you think about these tires. We've got 16 laps remaining. So George has pitted. Is 12 seconds behind. He's on a set of hard. We would box and end up behind George. Uh, George is still posting green lap times on that hard tyre after 40 laps. How many have I done? 19. So you're halfway through. He's still posting good times on hard. I think, yeah, I think once you wear the gauge down, they look pretty good. behind me on Lewis, it's James. We advise staying out, but leave it to your decision. You have to make it now. But he's on medium. So you got Perez on exit. Perez on exit. So who's directly behind me? Uh, so it's going to be George and then uh, Ocon. And how much faster is that tyre? Yeah, so we think probably three, four tenths, but this tyre seems to work better when it's got to get a bit of gauge off it. And we have one more chance to pit if you think you want to do it. So Perez... You tell me, man. Don't leave it to me. Do you think I can... Do you think I can... You know, I don't want to lose a position. Okay, we recommend staying out. So staying out, staying out. Interesting, interesting. So the team gave him the information. They gave him the data. They told him where he will come out and on better tyres. They told him their thoughts. And at the end of the day, you pit and have a horrible pit stop or something happens and you may lose out even more. The right call for the team was to stay out. But when you have a seven-time world champion in the car, maybe, maybe you just run it by him. You let him decide. See, it shows that the radio communication we get on TV are just the snippets, just designed to capture the angriest, most full-on moments of the race. All the drama, all that entertainment, all that sass. We don't get the lab times or sector times, lap after lap, or all the lead up to the moment. So it's interesting in the moment. I was like, yeah, Lewis, what the fuck are they asking you for? You've got all the data there in the garage, but after listening to the whole tape, I think this one's on Lewis. The team told you what the ideal strategy is. They asked you a seven-time world champ. Over a hundred races won. Over one. 
pussycat doll fucked. They asked you what it is you should do. And for you to bitch out, that's pathetic. You're underperforming because you're slipping, old man. Toto Wolf is your yes man. And he's still telling you how incredible you are. He's suckling at the, the Lewis Hamilton teat. When in actual fact, George Russell may be better. Lewis Hamilton, you're under arrest for bitching and finishing sixth when you could have potentially finished fifth if you got your head out of your own ass. Case dismissed. So what do you guys think? Is Hamilton guilty or was it the fault of the Mercedes team? Let me know on the socials at Parker my firm, mate, on Twitter, Facebook, Insta. Ram. And now it's time for your start of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. So much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Woo! I got a couple of doozies for you today because did you know? That since 2019, the United States Grand Prix, Max Verstappen has been on the podium in 94.6% of all the races that he's finished. He's only 24 years old and he's doing shit like that. He is a freak. This is why I was saying in the last episode, the evidence is there to suggest that he will be the greatest of all time by 2026. That's how people are going to look at him. But I've got another one for you. DJ Khaled, another one. Most positions gained in 2022 so far. Zhou Guan Yu has 14 positions gained. Lancey Stroll, oh, he's got 14 as well. Nicholas Latifi has gained 15 positions. Now it's time for the top three. Esteban Ocon, my most underrated driver of the year so far. 18 positions gained. George Russell, 23 and the driver with the most positions gained Alex Halbon how's that for your stat of the week he's a stat man oh that was a it was the best such a good stat such a such a good stat you know it was he's a stat man hey let's go on with the show cool it's pretty cool yeah when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You listen to the show, you give it five stars. You go to Apple Podcasts and you give it five stars. What are you waiting for? Give it five, give it five, not four, not six, but give it five. And I'll read your review out on the show. No matter what you say, I just want you to know. Give it five stars, give it five stars, give it five stars. And I will read it out. Please go now, please go now and give it five stars. And I will read out your review no matter what you say. Slide into your DMs like every day. Five stars. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Five stars, five stars. I sound like an angel. Can you tell I made this whole thing up a five stars? Mm. Mm. Now we have a new five star review. It's a very simple concept. I'm pretty sure I explained it just now. 
You go to Apple Podcasts. You go to iTunes. You leave a five-star review, no matter what it is. I'll read it out in the show. It could be anything, and it will get read out. That's it. And we've got one from a person that's uh, called Definitely Not Klaus. Now, Klaus, did you... Oh, you said it's definitely not you. Okay, I know what. It says, I love the show. I love getting my Wiener Schnitzel out for Doris. Okay, I'm starting to think you actually wrote this, Klaus. But hey, I appreciate the five stars. If it wasn't Klaus, thank you very much. Definitely not Klaus. It, they just went to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. They left a five-star review. And now they got it read out. They're a part of history now. They're locked in. Episode 144s is theirs, baby. Woo-wee. That was your five-star review. Wow. After taking a little time in the US to familiarize himself with the locals, he's back once again to share tales of his love files. It's time for part 22 of Crofter's Love Files. I found myself in the dodgy bar on a dodgy street in a dodgy part of town in Mexico. Waiting a few days before I start getting ready for the Mexican Grand Prix. I was sipping some tequilas in this dimly lit establishment looking to sample some of the local delicacies. And there she was. The senorita I'd been searching for my whole life. She was spinning around and turning like she was Nikita Mazepin. And just like Nikita Mazepin, I was starting to lose all control in my pants. My drink was stiff and now so was I. She looked my way. The look told a story. It was as if she was inviting me to explore her pit entry and rub up against her chicanes while squeezing her DRS zones. She made her way towards me, hips swinging from side to side like she was trying to put some heat in those Pirellis. Trust me, the tires were warm enough. She signaled to the bar to bring over another two drinks to my table. She slid into the booth seat next to me. Have you been watching me? The woman asked. Well, I'm just admiring some of Mexico's most impressive scenery, I replied. She smiled. Oh, how rude of me. I should introduce myself. My name is Anita. Anita, bend over, she said. Well... That can be arranged. My name is... She cut me off right there. I know who you are. You're David fucking Croft, aren't you? She asked. Damn right, dollface. She bit her bottom lip while looking me up and down and then slowly got up from the booth. She walked towards the back of the club to where the private rooms are. Anita tried to open the door, but it was jammed. I'd love to help Anita bend over, I said. She smiled. I'd love to have you help me bend over. Oh. The door swung open. She shoved me inside. It was pitch black. And that's when she grabbed me and started kissing me. Oh. Oh. Well, I guess it's lights out. And away we go. we have here. Crofty sampling some of Mexico's finest by the looks of things. Well, will he ever find Will My Finger Do again? Or will it be Dixie Normus? Find out next time on Crofty's Love Files. 
Klaus. Oh, isn't it good to hear just a little bit of a throwback tale from Crofty himself? Get one of those Crofty's love files right into you. Oh, I mean, I was getting quite steamy. I mean, those erotic memoirs. Oh, those tales from the sexual past, the deviant that is David Crofty. It, be what it Sure, I had a little bit of a mess. I need to tell up, Klaus. So please keep the people entertained. I'll be back in a sec. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme show. The number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Galdi. Oh, man, what a show it has been. I am all towered off. I am all dry. And I'm feeling good. What a first half that was. Detective Cody locked up. Lewis Hamilton, we had a couple of stats of the week. Not, definitely not Klaus gave us a five-star review. And... We had to throw back Crofty's love files. That always gets it going. But don't go anywhere. We've got One Track Mac coming up. The debut of One Track Mac. And we're going to have a little rewind to our teammate battles just to see where we're standing. But you want to make sure you want to subscribe and follow because the upcoming episodes, woo, we're going to be uh, getting ready for the Spanish Grand Prix. Everyone excited? No, I'm not either. But please subscribe and follow on your podcast listing device because I'll be back a couple of days' time. We've got a couple of episodes to go. I'll preview everything, get you fired up. Klaus, I'm rambling. Please just fade me out. That's it, baby. Keep my face. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, it's that time. Where we bring back a man that's only ever watched one race in Formula One history. The 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. We bring him onto the show because he provides an insight that no one else ever can. Oh, baby. He goes by one name and one name only. And if you think this intro was too long, well... He's going to tell you to eat a bag of dicks. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> because this man. Woo-hoo. What a man. Oh, he can tour Formula One all day long. Hours, baby. Hours. Ooh, I'm fired up, baby. How are you going? Toasty warm. Pretty good? Pretty Okay. Where, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Yep. What? Oh, shit. I fucked it up. One track Mac. Woo! He's only seen one track. One track Mac. Oi! 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 One track Mac. One track Mac! Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special guest today at the PIMF International Race Circuit. Woo! Beautiful sunny day here. It is One Track Mac. He joins us again. Please welcome One Track Mac. Mac is back, baby. Oh, baby, baby, baby. All right. This one. This one is what the fans want to know. Okay. Which Formula One drivers would you turn gay for? The little fella who drives with Daniel Ricciardo. Lando Norris. He likes him young looking. Okay, pimple face teenage. That was, that was very quick. Us. Yeah, that was that was disturbingly quick. I was just like, oh, he was a good-looking boy. And he's and that's not Daniel Ricciardo, not Big Dick Danny Rick. Too big. <laughs> Too big for me. End up in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody sledgehammer and bowling balls between his legs. He wouldn't be able to move for a week. No, you like you like the little package, the tweet little package, Lando Norris, not a Max Verstappen fan. Ah, uh, there's something about the Dutch. Yeah, I... Uh, hey. I'm sorry, Dutch listeners. No, no, fuck them. Fuck, fuck the Dutch. Okay. Hey, no, come on. Hey, Supermax fans, you know I'm kidding. It's Uncle Cody here. Come on, and one track back. He's kidding. And no, no Sergio Perez. I don't know who that is. Spicy Mexican. I'm just going purely by... I've seen. I mean, 
Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton's a yeah. he's a handsome man. I mean, he wears a lot of jewelry like a woman. Does that do something for you? Um, yeah, sure. All right, it'll make it a little bit easier, I guess. From oh, well, what I was gonna say from behind, but... no, no. <laughs> All right, no Daniel Ricciardo, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, there. handsome man, chiseled jawline. He's he's more the one you take home to to meet the family. I think. Oh no, who's the? Uh, I've seen Magnuson. Oh, the Viking princess, oh, Kevin yeah. Magnuson, K Mags. He's a man. He's a man's man. Yeah, yeah no, that's that. I'd go. I'd turn for him again. Like that. Li- yeah. I'd turn literally and turn, turn and then turn around, yeah. but then turn again. To drop my pants and bend over. Like is that is that weird? No, that makes sense. Mick Schumacher, good looking cat too. So yeah, I just want to give him a hug. Old Mick. I know. You sort of feel yeah, you feel for me, and he's so polite too. Maybe we just cuddle. <laughs> just spoon with Mick. But spooning always leads to forking, and, and you know that. <laughs> but you heard it here first. One trap Mac. Wants to go play a little little slap and tickle with Lando Norris. Man, nothing wrong with that. And he came up with that answer scarily quick. <laughs> so thanks for joining us again. One Track Mac. We'll catch you next time. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com All right. So, at the start of the year, episode 102 I went through my teammate predictions because the teammate battle wars is the most important in Formula One. The cars are the same for both te- both drivers on that team, so it's the easiest comparison. Who's going to win? Who's going to win what battle? It, got, it is exciting. But not as exciting as the intro. Let's go, Klaus. Roll it. Oh, shit, yeah. Teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles. Epic, epic intros we have. That's teammate battles. And it just fires me up. Gets a tingling sensation all the way down to my plums. But what we're going to do today is I've got the head-to-head battles. What we're going to do today, I've got the head-to-head score of every team, every driver, so on with their teammate right now. 
And let's compare them to what my predictions were to see whether or not we're on track. It's just a little bit of a gauge. I haven't lost all hope. But we're going to start off with the Red Bull. And now let's play the snippet from episode 102. Team on the list, Max Verstappen. I think he's going to dominate Perez, but I think Perez knows where he stands in that team. He is, he definitely, there's no doubt he's the number two driver, but he's there to get Max that driver's world championship. They don't give a flying fuck about the constructors. Yeah, it'd be nice, but how much hoopla has been brought up about who won the world championship last season? No one cares about the driver's construction constructors, even though that's where the cash is. Everyone just gives a shit about who won the driver's championship. So that's why, again, I think Max is going to out-qualify and out-perform his teammates. I think he's going to he's going to win 20-3 to in the head-to-head for races. I mean, am I wrong? All right, 20-3 to might be a little ridiculous because of the reliability issues. I never really considered that, especially with Red Bull. Because right now, Max is leading Perez 3-2. to so we're, we're looking all right. Perez has got a couple that, that run in Jetta from him. He, I mean, he didn't win the race, but the start was. So he do, definitely has the pace on some circuits. But Max has got that advantage. All right, I'm sitting pretty so far. I did tip Max in that one. Now it's on to Ferrari. Oh, and this one. Well, right now, Leclerc's up five zip on Carlos Sainz. So let's actually see. I'm going with that one. Klaus, roll it. Moving on, next team, Ferrari. Now, this is going to be a lot closer than the other two teams we've talked about. Because I think Charles Leclerc is going to lose out to Carlos Sainz. But I think Carlos Sainz is going to beat Charles Leclerc 12 to 11 in the head-to-head in the races. Yep. Yep. No, I'm a Formula One expert. I, you come to me for all your predictions and I get them right every single time. Would I predict Carlos Sainz is going to win 13 to 12 in the races? Uh, sorry, 12 to 11 in the races this year? Well, right now, Leclerc's up five zips, so that's not off to a good start. It's still possible. But based on everything I've seen, yeah, Carlos Sainz might be done and does well. I mean, I'm still in it. I'm still in the hunt, but now let's talk about Mercedes. Now this one, ooh, let's just let's listen to what I predicted. But in terms of the head-to-head, I don't think it's going to be close. I do think head-to-head in races, it's going to be Lewis 20 to Russell's 3, assuming that we have all 23 races. Lewis Hamilton's going to get himself 7 wins. All right. I think George Russell's going to get a couple of wins as well, but I just think it's going to take him some time to get used to that car. Brand new car, we see this. When drivers get into a brand new car, they really struggle because the car's not designed for them. Even though an F1 car, they all look the same. They're all very, very, very different. So George Russell, I still think he's going to get two wins this year. What did I say? 20 to 3? In the head-to-heads? Yeah, well, George Russell's winning 4-1, to one, so that's already a busted prediction. Oh, my Lord. Hamilton doesn't look like winning. George could win two races. These upgrades start coming in. I mean, you never know. I know Red Bull's got one set for Barcelona. A lot of teams are going to bring upgrades for Barcelona. But George is up 4-1, and I predicted Hamilton to win 20-3. to three. I may have gotten that one a little bit wrong, but we've still got another seven teams to go, so don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Klaus, time for McLaren. Let's go. Next up on the list is McLaren. Now, Lando Norris, a year older, a year more matured, with Big Dick Danny Rick gives your girl the bone, Daniel Ricciardo, He's now one more year in that same McLaren. Now, they've got new and uh, new cars for next year, or this season coming up. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than it was. Norris beat him. Everyone knew Norris was having the better season. Yeah, Danny Rick got himself the win. But Norris was much, much better in that car. And 
I think Norris is going to beat Danny Rick, but it's only going to be just 12 to 11 in the head-to-head. One win for Lando Norris. I'm predicting he'll have one win. He'll get his first Formula One win. I actually believe I cut myself off and I actually said Danny Rick's going to get a win too. But they don't look like either of them are going to win. I did predict Norris in a close one over Danny Rick and the score right now is Norris is leading three three races to two in the head-to-head battle. So it's not... I mean, I'm not out of it. I just... It's just so much crap happens out there. Like, it's, I predicted three to two based on pace and finishing the race and no DNFs here and there. But there's basically the DNF in one of them at least every single race. Except for Australia, they look brilliant. They've been shit everywhere else. Three to two, Norris. Right now, I've got that one sitting pretty. The next up is Alpine. How do we go there? Moving on, next up is Alpine. And by the way, your name's Alpine. I don't even give a shit. That's your name. All right, Fernando Alonso. Look, I think him and Ocon are going to be very, very even. They were even last year. They're going to be fairly even again, even though Ocon got himself the win. Alonso definitely scored more points. I think over half of Ocon's points were from that one win. So Alonso, I'm going to split him here. I reckon Ocon's going to get better and hold the race advantage 12 to 11 in the races and 12 to 11 in qualies as well. There'll be no wins for either of them, but I reckon Alonso's going to grab himself a couple of podiums, and I reckon Ocon's going to get himself a podium too. I mean, I don't think Alonso's getting those podiums. Too many reliability issues. He's actually been pretty disappointing. But right now, Ocon is leading over Fernando Alonso 5-zip. 5-0 to Esteban Ocon. The consistency is there for him. Whereas Fernando Alonso seems to be an all-or-nothing kind of driver. He's either going to stick it in top five or he's going to crash out trying and have reliability issues, engine troubles, all kinds of things, or just get into a bit of a scrap. So, I mean, it's still alive. It's still alive. But, um, uh, yeah. Ocon's up 5-zip there. It's not looking pretty. Let's move on now. Next, we have up Alpha Tower. Now, surely, surely I predicted this. Yeah, Klaus, roll it. Next up, Alpha Tower, Alpha Gasly, Mr. Sixth Place himself, Pierre Gasly. Now, he will pants Sonoda again. Yes, Sonoda finished the season strong Ooh. last year, but it will be 19 to 4, something like that in the races, and 20 to 3 in the quali. Could see Gasly getting a podium this season, but unfortunately, again, no wins for Pierre Gasly. Unlike, unlike two years ago. What did we just do? And Sonoda, disappointment for Sonoda this season coming up. Won't be able to hold on to that seat for 2023. That's the prediction right here. Yeah, okay, so they're not all gems. They're not all correct. Because right now, although I think I was not alone, everyone was saying Pierre Gasly, well, he's winning the head-to-head. It's like 20 to 3 or 21 to 2. I mean, he was Alpha Tauri. And Sonoda, after that performance last year, I mean, I predicted he was getting dropped. But right now, Sonoda is winning the head-to-head battle 3 to 2 on Pierre Gasly. So, what the fuck do I know? What the fuck do I know? We're moving on now. Next, we're going to talk about Williams and how they've improved. Because right now, Albon's up 5-zip on Latifi and we could all... I mean, surely I got that one right. Because Latifi's just... Ugh. Klaus, let the people listen. This will be an interesting year for Latifi. He he was no slouch. All right, he has improved himself over his career. But Russell did dominate it. He got himself a points finish and out-qualified Russell a couple of times towards the end of last season. So seeing him go head-to-head with Albon will really get us a picture as to how good Albon is. Albon will win the race and qualifying head-to-head convincingly. I'm predicting a 17-6 in favor of Albon in the head-to-head. A couple of points finishes for Albon. Nothing for Latifi. This will be Latifi's last year in Formula 1 unless another team desperately needs some cash. Oh, I stand by that. I mean, I'm still looking good. I think it is his last year in Formula 1. I don't think the cash is even going to save him this time around. Daddy's money, that Nutella. Oh, not going to save him this time. But I'm right. 
Albon is pantsing Latifi. He's up five zip at the moment. He's already had a couple of points finishes. Albon's looking good. His race is just smart racing right now. Very smart racing. Let's move on. We've got two teams left, and we're going to talk about Aston Martin now. I've only counted the last three because Hulkenberg drove for the first two. But we want the Seb Stroll head-to-head -head battle. Aston Martin, last three races. How are we going with that one? Well, Klaus, let's see what I predicted. Roll it. Next team we're going to talk about is Aston Martin. Oh, well, funny that. So, Sebastian Vettel. Sebby boy. See, I, I see improvement from Vettel on what happened last season. I see him beating Lance Stroll convincingly 15 to 8 in races, 14 to 9 in qualies. He'll get one podium. No wins. Will probably get himself the overtaking award because he isn't qualifying in the right position. One million jelly beans. One million jelly beans. That's what he'll be winning. And right now, Seb is up two to one, but I'm not convinced I've got that right. I mean, I think Stroll's getting more and more confidence. I thought he had a really good outing on the weekend. I mean, Vettel was taken out by his uh, son, Mick Schumacher. But I think Stroll's starting to look the goods. I mean, right now I'm sitting pretty. Seb is up two to one. I've got the prediction right. But that's one I'm happy to get wrong because I want the young guys to start improving, getting better, so we can get the old guys out and add new young guys in and we can get excited, rotate them around. And finally, I'm going to talk about Alfa Romeo. I'm going to leave Haas because, well, I predicted Mick Schumacher would dominate Nikita Mazepin. Well, he has. I mean, I also said Mick might get his first point this year and I'm still hopeful but right now, let's talk about Alfa Romeo and Bottas versus Zhou Guan Yu. Klaus, roll it. Next up, Alfa Romeo. Now, two brand new drivers on the team, Valtteri Bottas. I'm super interested to see this matchup. See how the Bot Bot does in an Alfa Romeo. I see a podium for Valtteri this season. Yes, in an Alfa Romeo. I think Valtteri Bottas is going to get himself into a position, much like he did with Williams years ago. And I see him in one of these hectic races getting himself on the podium. I don't know when, but there'll be a race with some chaos and that'll be where he shines. He will dominate his rookie teammate 22 to 1 in races and 23 to 0 in qualifying. I mean, he can still do it. Because right now, Valtteri Bottas is up 4 to 1. What did I say? 22 to 1 in races, 23 to 0 in qualifying. It's sitting like that. Valtteri, we believe. I, I, want, a, I want an Alfa Romeo podium so badly. So if we look back, there's only one that I've completely gotten wrong and I cannot get right, and that is the Mercedes George Russell is up 4 to 1 on Lewis. And I predicted, what is it, 20 to 3 in favor of Lewis? So that one can't happen. But the rest, I'm still on track for an 8 out of 9. And I would take that every day of the week, especially when it comes to the teammate battles. Ooh, baby, get ready for the battle. Teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles,
<coughs> oh, oh, Cody, have a have a drink. Look after yourself, baby. That was a teammate battles. How how am I looking? Yeah, pretty good. I think that soundbite could be probably another three or four minutes longer. I'm just saying. But that's going to bring us to the end of another episode. Episode 144 is done and dusted. So make sure you subscribe and follow because we're starting to get ready for the Spanish Grand Prix coming up next weekend. So you don't want to miss out on that. Yes, the track sucks. Yes, it is boring. But I'm going to lighten it up, baby. I'm going to make it entertaining. We're going to talk all things Spain and what they can do to make it an interesting track. That's what we're going to really discuss. So head over to parkingofmyfermate.com if you missed out on any of the previous episodes. Slash merch. Pick yourself up something pretty. Use code PODCASTEXCLUSIVE5 for 5% off. Link in description. But if you want a little bit more, you want a bit of cherry on top of the sundae with the drizzle and sauce down the sides. Oh, you got to sign up for the Patreon. you got to join the Legends Club and sit up in the skybox with the legends themselves. And those legends, I'll tell you what, they get 25% off in the merch store. Ooh, they want to save that dosh right there. They get unlimited double Midoris on ice in the skybox when they visit the Pimp International Racing Circuit. They get a shout-out in every single episode. They go down in history. Their name is read out. It's in the description of the notes of the episode too. So they're now a part of the show. They're a part of it. They get access to the called eponymous during races and qualifying. They can slide into those DMs and I'll catch them. And if you're just a cherub and a muffin and you try and talk to me during the race, I'll tell you to go to hell. But if you're a legend, if you signed up, well, you get access to me, baby, and I'll ride back every single time without fail. I love talking to you guys. It really is a highlight of my day when you guys reach out so please do reach out but legends up there hey guys calm down i know it's fun up there i know i'm wrapping it up i'll be up there in a minute but a big shout out to austin the queen of the legends club along with alex anthony caleb chris john sam and taylor those guys are the true legends of the show know that any funds that i receive through the Patreon goes directly back into the podcast to try and make it bigger, better, badder than ever. Woo! Wee! And as always, my cherubs, muffins, and legends, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.